Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. SmileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there is a police evidence auction featuring comic books, collectibles, iPhones, Samsung Galaxy phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. The bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos always have great promotions. Grand prize drawing of your choice is the weekend of January 5th. Here are the prizes. It'll either be a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks or a little over $22,000 in cash. Get on up there. Check out their sports book. Outstanding menu. Really loose slots. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Well, watching last night's games, uh, any given Sunday, how about any given Monday? <laughs> yeah, it turned out that way, didn't it? Two uh, teams that should have won handily. Yeah. Both lost. One, the Miami game. Jeez Louise. What, what where, the hell happened? What the hell happened to Vic Fangio's defense? Where are where's your trust with Miami? They haven't beaten anybody. They yet. haven't beaten anyone. And then you lose Tyree Kill, and then you're like, oh man. Yeah. And then the Giants have won three straight now. Tommy, Tommy DeVito. Tom, if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything, you gotta do Tommy DeVito. It's Tommy DeVito. How do you love that guy's family? That is a Kurt Warner ish type of movie. That is a movie that we saw. Who was the Eagles player that was played by Mark Wahlberg? I can't remember the name. Vince. Oh, Vince Papali. Papali. Yeah. That is a right. Vince Papali type of movie that Disney will make yeah you're right i you know last night was weird i i i kept my fingers on the pulse of both games i was busy doing things until later in the evening but grouting uh, tile no work things but um uh, the dolphins to me are a bit of a quandary a conundrum if you will the packers seem to be back on the right track but the Giants all of a sudden are hot, and it kind of falls into the category of what do we really make about the NFL this a, season? You have a bunch of teams in the NFC who are competing for a playoff spot at six and seven. Right. You have a division leader in Tampa that is six and seven. And then the AFC, a bunch of teams that are seven and six. Here's one way to put how bad the bottom end of the NFC is. When you're showing the playoff standings and the Bears are on it at five and eight, mm-hmm. that should tell you something. Yeah, it really should. It's uh, the NFC is a better place, interestingly, to be than the AFC from right. a standpoint of trying to get into the postseason. I'll tell you, the happiest guy right now is in America mm. is Daniel Jones. Tommy DeVito might help Daniel Jones keep his job. I think because the Giants, if they just keep on losing, they'll probably have a top five pick. Right, mm-hmm. you would think. Yeah, you right? think, right? Right, and uh, may- maybe they'll get a crack at the guy who won the Heisman. Well, if they keep on winning, they're going to go further down, and that, and, and the best quarterbacks in theory will be gone. Hmm. So, congratulations, Daniel Jones. Tommy DeVito is your guy. Yeah, Daniel Jones, who got a deal before this year, yeah. and is now being bailed out. Yeah, time now for the lead. 
The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Interesting press conference yesterday with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have called this guy an offensive genius. And uh, yesterday, I think it's fair to say he allowed us to see the little man behind the curtain. He's good about that on occasion. Yep. On occasion. On how he designed the Adam yep. Troutman touchdown play against the Chargers and why we haven't seen this play before and why he specifically picked that play for the Chargers. It's, it's opponent-specific. Look, you have to go back and look at fourth and one Jacksonville last year. Okay. Um, and so what, what happened was it's fourth and one. Jacksonville's down two. The Chargers have the lead, but Jacksonville's at the 41. And they're going to kick a field goal and win the playoff game. But it's at the 41. You know, it's fourth and one. So they can't kick a field goal from there. And it kind of looks like a quarterback sneak formation. And they run it outside with ADM. And they make a big play, 20-something yard gain. They're going to be on a knee, kicking a field goal. They go home winners. And so there's a clip you see, and then you look at it, you're like, you notice something. So it's not like, oh, let's pull out the wing tee play pass this week. It's more opponent-specific, I think, to your question, relative to a look that you know they've seen and you're counting on a reaction relative to the look they saw not too long ago. Yeah, you're expecting them to react in much the same fashion that they did previously when they got torched for 23 yards on the play. Now, they the twist was that it was essentially a naked for Russ, and then he found and and they popped it over the top to Troutman, who basically just came off the line of scrimmage and just wandered into the end zone. But the fact that he had seen that play, cataloged it and had it in his hip pocket to use at the proper time a year later is fascinating. Well, he had a cut-up made of all 63 touchdowns yep. scored on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy that he is. Yeah, That's one reason why he's considered as good of a offensive mind as he is, because he sees a lot. You know, it makes you wonder. I'm not suggesting that this is not true, but it kind of makes you wonder, is that something Nathaniel Hackett would do? Is that something Pat Shermer would do? Yeah, it's a good question. And at first glance, you'd say, I just don't think they think that way. Now, I could be wrong, but it doesn't surprise me that Sean Payton does something like that. Sean Payton already knew that of the 63 touchdowns scored in the NFL over the weekend, and this is yesterday morning at about 10 o'clock, yep. he already knew that 18 of them were because of play design. Right. In other words, the rest of them were done by situa- situationally a good play made by a receiver or whatever the case may be, but he had deemed 18 of them to be good designs of the play. I think that when we look at offensive coordinators, great offensive minds like a Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. Bill Walsh, that it's all theirs, meaning this is their specific play play design their yeah. their fingerprints are all over this play but what we just learned is that while there are plenty of plays like that for a sean payton there's m- far more to it than that by looking back and seeing what worked and then maybe dressing it up a little bit with a wing tee with that kareem jackson 
um, met with Roger Goodell. And Goodell told Jackson that uh, it's the defensive player's responsibility to protect the offensive players. This was Jackson's reaction last night to what Goodell told him. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I got to still play the game. You know, um, I'm going to go out and I'll play the game as, you know, as I have, you know, since 2010. You know, for me, um, I guess lowering my, my, my target even more than I have. Um, as far as trying to protect the guy on the other side, it's impossible. I have no clue as to how I'm supposed to do that. It's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, it, it seems rather nebulous. Hey, you, your job is to protect the, the offensive player. What? Where is that playbook? Where is that format? Where do I read about that? Uh, Kareem Jackson is right in what he's saying. He is. How are defensive players supposed to protect yet tackle guys on offense? However, listening to that bite, it sounds to me like a guy who drives to work every day and I'm saying this hypothetically, drives to work every day on I-25. And the speed limit on I-25, and it has been historically, hypothetically, is 65 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. One day they change it to 55 miles an hour. And what he's saying is, but I always drive at 65. And usually I drive a few miles over because I know I'm not going to get pulled over at 70. But he doesn't want to change. I'm still going to drive 70, even though you changed the speed limit to 55. This is the way I've always done it. I don't I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm just going to have to drive 70 because that's what I'm used to. It sounds like Kareem Jackson is going to be looking at another suspension. <laughs> well, it sounds like a guy who is hearing what the NFL is saying, but he's truly not listening to what they're trying to tell him. Well, then he will... Uh, I, I think that there is enough proof in the pudding and the way that he has been dealt with that it's up to him to decide what it's worth to him. I, I mean, I think that's where we're at on this thing. I am not going to change the way that I play. And if that's the case, then he will... Is that what it sounds like to you? Uh, well, I... Th at least with the history, at least with his actions... He has shown I mean, it's and said on the field, yeah. this is the way I play. Uh, you're right. You're just going to have to deal with it. I, and they and the NFL has dealt with it. Right. And it's a shame because he's a good guy. He's a stand-up guy. And he's a damn good football player. Even, at, even this deep in his career, he is still a meaningful football player. Apparently, the lessons that the NFL has tried to enforce on him Something the synapses aren't firing in his head that you can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, I don't know how to change. This is the way I've always done it. Well, we'll see, I guess, the, the night of the uh, Patriots game, right? If he starts. He'll play. He'll cycle in. He may okay. not start. But, I mean, I think Locke has done enough now that they understand. I mean, when you know using the... The metaphor of driving on I-25. Mm -hmm. If the police know that you leave your house at 623 in the morning and they know that you're going to be heading northbound on I-25 and you're going to hit Bellevue at roughly 636, 
They know that. They know your history. They're going to have a cop out there with a radar gun waiting for your car. Yet, this is the way I always drive. It's, it's always been 65 to me. You mean I can't drive 55? You can, and you probably should, Kareem. But they're going to be watching for him now. Not that they haven't been already. Sure. It just, it, it sounds like one of your kids, I hate to say it, that they know they shouldn't do it, yet they just keep doing it. But I'm not going to change. This is the way I've always done it. Well, we'll have to wait and see, but that is, I mean, I would take odds on him getting through the game against the Patriots, which is when he's scheduled to come back. I mean. You mean him getting through the game as he doesn't get kicked out? Yeah. What about the next game? I mean, the odds become maybe a little better because if he gets through one, I mean, the the play that he was suspended for the last time was basically the first play of the game. Right. I mean, And he was coming off suspension. Right. Uh, so, look, I am a Kareem Jackson guy. You are a Kareem Jackson guy. Yes. I, 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 I am. And I do understand the, the notion of what in the hell am I supposed to do? This is, this is how we play. Well... It's not how the NFL wants you to play, and the NFL has the last word on this. Coming up after the break, I'll be honest, I don't spend a lot of time in Boulder. I don't know a lot of the local businesses, Mm -hmm. but there is one local business that I've gone to more than a few times because I think it's outstanding. Pasta Jays. Great place to go for a great Italian meal. I'm bringing up Pasta Jays not to single them out, but to use it as a point to do a tease for the next segment. Is it time for Pasta Jays to donate a lot of money to the NIL collective to bring players into Boulder? Is it time for Pasta Jays to help out the football program? While it seems like an absolutely vacocta tease, we'll tell you why you can make the case Pasta Jays needs to pony up a little dough. How do you like the way I did that? Nice. Before I met you, I drink too much and that's an issue, but I'm okay. Hey. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's a police evidence auction featuring comic books, iPhones, collectibles, Samsung Galaxy phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. I mean, just about everything you can imagine that a guy would probably like. Women, too, but guys as well, especially guys. I mean, guys love their electronics. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, talk about some early potential Christmas gifts. Yes. That you can get pr- 
probably for yourself. Uh, the auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. I find this story really interesting for a lot of reasons. I talked to a friend of mine who played for CU way back in the day. He has been involved with the program for a very, very long time. And he brought this topic up to me. And I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. And then to see it in print, Mm -hmm. I was like, man. He was absolutely spot on. Not that I doubted him. Here's the story. Charlene Hoffman, the CEO of Visit Boulder, said Deion Sanders and the football program has generated over $113 million to the town of Boulder. Hoffman added, Coach Prime's impact in Boulder has been nothing short of transformative. The economic boon generated by just six home football games is cause for celebration. $72 million was the direct economic impact from visitors, organizers, media, sponsors, and things for things like lodging, transportation, food, beverage, yada, yada, yada. Yep. The remaining $41 million was the direct impact, mainly the extra spending by those local businesses and employees of those businesses because of the extra income. What my friend suggested to me was, they want to get money in that NIL collective. They're asking fans, boosters, yada, yada, yada. But what he said to me was the businesses in Boulder need to contribute a decent amount if they want their businesses to thrive on those six Saturdays. It is up to them to keep this going. Mm. And looking at the numbers, if they are correct, and I have no reason to believe they are not correct, my friend was right. And the way Charlene Hoffman laid it out, um, can you make the case that if these businesses give back some of their profits, it will be a nice cycle for everyone? I would have to see. I, I don't pretend to be uh, a great understanding of the whole trickle-down effect um, with things like this. So I would have to know how a particular business was directly affected on Saturdays or Fridays whenever the games are being played. Um, or the residual effects of CU uh, football and how it affects a business directly. Uh, and can I look at my sheet and say, okay, this is money that I'm making because of CU football. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess if it's all for one and one for all, and you want to all pull in the same direction, this is something or other you probably at least take an interest in it take an interest in uh, and be a part of. But um, the problem with trickle down economics, not to turn this into a history lesson of Ronald Reagan's economic policy, it didn't really trickle down. The more money that came in, you were hoping it would trickle down, but these businesses Mm -hmm. that benefited in the 1980s would keep the money for themselves. Yeah. It's just more profit. That could be another yacht. That could be another home in Tuscany whatever it is. These businesses, if they are making that type of money, yes, they should be chipping in if they want this to continue because we haven't seen anything like it. And you can make the case, maybe see you could 
there is potential there to keep bringing in, and let's be honest, like a Jordan Seaton, giving him maybe a million or two million for signing to come here. It would be bad business not to chip in. There's a great saying in business that I use all the time. Never step over a dime to pick up a nickel. (laughs) And if these businesses are not chipping in and they're making a lot of money, then they're stepping over a dime to pick up a nickel. They're keeping their profits. But if Deion Sanders leaves or if they don't continue this type of success, they're going to they're not going to lose money. They're going to lose profit. I I guess as a business owner and I've never been a business owner, so I obviously am not very well schooled in this regard. Well, I I, I would have to know direct impact. Well, the direct impact is what does your cash register say? Well, that's right. But I mean, when you see a spike, I'm I'm seeing an I'm this is a this is a a very broad view of economic impact, which is great. I would have to know the specifics of how it affects me. That, that That's all I'm saying. But it would seem to me to be, if it's good for everybody, it's probably good for me too. Now, how much I'm willing to give back to keep that going? Am I dependent on that? I don't, I, these are things that I don't know the answer to, but it would seem to me to be a good thing for everyone to be involved in. There's another great saying, you're not going to make money unless you spend money. Marketing usually is one of the first budget things that get cut. Yep. If your profits are going up and you can draw a line from when Colorado is in town playing football, don't be a fool and not contribute. But what you want is everyone to contribute. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it, but they're not. Because they're not, I'm not going to. They should. If indeed they're making $113 million as businesses, whether it's hotels, pasta J's, souvenir shops, candy shops, cigar shops, whatever. Everyone should chip in. And, I mean, are you telling me that you can't find a way with all these businesses, if they're all working together, can't find a way to come up with $5 million? Well, that would be that would be the task and the goal. I think the question now is, there was so much excitement at the beginning of the season, is this a one-time spike? Mm-hmm. Remember, they finished, question. they finished four and eight. Yep. I mean, are they really going to get that type of attention? Yeah. From Buffs fans, they will. Yeah, no question. But uh, is sixty minutes going to come out here again? Is Big Noon kickoff going to come out here again? They may. I mean, I don't know. But I wouldn't count on sixty minutes again. But, uh, but you know, you maybe they'll do a story on Pat Shermer. mm -hmm. We'll see what ends up happening relative to it. All everything changes now. It's all about winning football games now. There is no more residuals, in my opinion. The, everything now is, do you win football games? Are you relevant in, on a national stage? Is your program relevant? Or is it a really nice one-off sidebar that you say, hey, congratulations for doing things a little differently. Now go win some football games. Yes, you clearly have to win. What I'm wondering is, will people say, you know what? I'm going to buy a ticket because I just watched the Buffs sign six offensive linemen. 
because now the offense will likely be better with Shadur Sanders. Will will that affect this at all? I'm not a CU alum, but I'm a football fan, probably a hell of a lot bigger football fan than most CU alums are. And I would the answer for me is if you give me a reason to go and I am seeing competitive football on Saturdays because I love and believe in the tradition of college football, even though that tradition is being rewritten in front of our very faces, then the answer is yes. You give me value for my entertainment dollar, you're damn right I'm going to be there, which for CU means I'm competing for championships now in the Big 12. I'm a top 25, top 30 team. I've got a chance with the expanded playoffs to get there at some point, maybe not next year, but down the road. Those are all things that people, whether you are tied to the university or not, like to be a part of. And the answer for me would be, sure, I would. Sure, I'd like to be a part of that. And of course, I would contribute to something like that to be a part of it. No question about it. Coming up after the break, a lot of hardcore baseball fans know that July 1st is a very important day in baseball. In baseball lingo, it's called Bobby Bonilla Day. Every July 1st, he gets a nice little paycheck for about a about a million two. Yep. Okay? And he's going to get paid a million two up until 2023. Well, Bobby Bonilla Day has been trumped from 1.2 million to 68 million. We'll tell you why next. This girl's in open page. Bookmarking, she's so close now. This girl is half his age. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, police evidence auction featuring comic books, collectibles, iPhones, gym equipment, electronics, and more get involved get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash mhs this auction is open for bidding right now at rollerauction.com time now for what's trending what's trending presented by silterhar mazda get to silterhar in broomfield for a no pressure buying experience at silterhar mazda or find them at sthmazda.com espn is reporting shohei otani's 700 million dollar contract Calls for him to be paid $2 million a season over the next 10 seasons. Right now, I believe he is the 17th highest paid player on the Dodgers. Yeah, he's down there with Gavin Lux. Okay. And Lux is a pretty good pitcher. No, second baseman. I mean, he's a pretty good player. Yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Obviously. No pitchers. No good pitchers are only making $2 million. Right. Anyway. 
$680 million is deferred until the end of the deal. What? And this is what gets interesting. The competitive balance tax, for those that don't know what it is, um, that tries to even the playing field. All right? Such a funny notion. Right. With that, it's going to be around $46 million, which is a huge discount for the Dodgers. Huge. Competitive balance tax, CBT, regulates the total sum of money a given team can spend on the roster. Adding to this, the structure of this contract, $2 million a year, next 10 years, it's going to allow the Dodgers to sign even more players. Sure. More free agents. Yep. And if you think this doesn't sound fair, it is. It's totally legal. According to the CBA, it's okay because in the CBA, clearly states that deferred money is limitless. It's limitless. And the owners agreed to this. So any owner who's upset cannot object. It's right in the CBA. Did the less wealthy owners, remember, at $70 million, if that's what he's getting paid, that's more than eight other payrolls. Yeah. Okay. Did the non-wealthy owners open a Pandora's box, a box that's always been sitting there, that hasn't been used, I believe, since Bobby Bonilla, right? Yeah. Do you think they opened a box that is just going to encourage wealthy owners to do this? Did they understand the, for lack of a better phrase, the loophole that they were leaving for something like this to happen? They probably didn't think any of the probably owners were taking didn't advantage think of anything it. about it, right? Yeah, we'll just throw it yeah. in there. Yeah. Who's going to do this? Uh, yeah, come, seriously. So $680 million of this deal is deferred to the end of his contract. I mean, he might, wow. He, he might still be getting checks when I'm no longer alive. Well, he may be getting checks when he's no longer alive. Right. I mean, you know, his grandkids may be getting the checks. It is, it, look, I am a baseball guy. I'm not, and I'm not ashamed to plant my flag on that hill. I love baseball, but the economics of baseball is not good for the game. They haven't figured it out. There's not consistency. There is no, there is no cap. Okay, fine, but you got to be smarter than this. Come on, come on. This is the kind of stuff that makes people do a double take and a shake their head and what in the hell, well, no, what in the wide world of sports is going on here? But here's the argument. Here is the argument. Baltimore Orioles won over 100 games. Their payroll's low. Yeah, it is. Rays. Sure. They won 99 games. Their mm-hmm. payroll is really low. Well, the D-backs were in the World Series, for God's sakes, and on the verge of winning it. Oh, and- oh I haven't even gotten to the National yeah. League yet. Minnesota Twins, they won their division. Mm-hmm. They don't have much of a payroll, right? Right. Those three teams alone apparently could sustain playing Shohei Otani and the Dodgers in the playoffs. And, oh, by the way, so can the Arizona Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. who wound up going to the World Series. How about the Milwaukee Brewers? They won the Central. They don't have much of a payroll. So the argument is... If you draft and develop well, something the Rockies have been trying to do, I believe, since 1993. Now, it doesn't seem like a long time ago. 1993 isn't that long ago. Right. But that's the year they were born. 
point is, it's doable if you have a really good scouting staff. It is. Advanced scouting staff, international scouts, yada, yada, yada. So the Rockies might want to complain about having the Dodgers in their division, but looking at the Orioles and the Rays and the Twins and the Diamondbacks, there is a path that has been cut for them. They just, for some reason, don't walk down it. Well, I mean, give Dick Monfort some degree of credit, and I'm going to do that right now. He does spend. He Oh, he spends. Yeah, absolutely. He I just, have no problem with that. He just gives his checkbook to the wrong guy Yeah, but every remem- year. But remember the quote that he made about this time last year, or maybe it was in Jan. I can't remember exactly when the when the whole... We think we could be a 500 team? No. Or, no, or, the, or, or no, my the, favorite, we're hoping to make the playoffs two out of every no, five years. No, no, no. He was talking about... Or, or wait, or wait. Or he told a fan, if you don't like it, don't come to the ballpark. He He's was, had so many good ones. Well, Which his, one are you talking no, about? No, this is a good one. This is actually a good one. Yep. This is, I give the man credit for this point of view. He made the statement, and I'm paraphrasing, that with the Padres and the way that they were going nuts with mm-hmm. their spending, yep. he said, you know, it's a questionable way. I'm sure there's a lot of fans that absolutely love it. We'll see how it plays out. Well, how the hell did it play out for the Padres? They had a bad year, so they and they were over 500. But what's your point, Dick? But now, but now they well, I mean, my point is they just traded Soto. They were in really no different situation than at the end of the day than the Rockies. They end that now they end up dismantling to some degree. They just traded Soto, so they're going to do some different things. Now, I would argue the the Rockies had no chance to be competitive. The Padres did have a chance to be competitive. It just didn't work out. To your it didn't point, didn't work out this year. To your point, you are right. In baseball, if you work hard and you hit on a few drafts and then you develop five, four or five years out, you can get the right brew together to put a good ball club on the field. No question about it. However, I would like to know the last time that a small market team won the World Series. Because I'm sitting here thinking... The Rangers, the Braves, the Phillies. I mean, I'm going back, so I'd I'd have to go back a ways to do it. But but hold on. I I think we're being a little narrow in our thinking. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Winning the World Series, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when a team gets to the Super Bowl, but they didn't win it. Right. At the end of the day, they got to the World Series. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. They, They won the pennant. And oh, by the way. I mean, the Bills made four Super Bowls. Yeah. Damn it. I mean, Dick Monford giving the... Padres advice is like a fat kid giving you advice on diet and exercise. That's what it's no, I'm sorry. That's what it's I, I I think the Padres are just fine without Dick Monfort's advice on how to run a baseball. I don't team. think he was necessarily giving advice. He was making an observation, and his observation I think that he ended up being right, at least in this particular case. Now, would I rather be the Padres than the Rockies? Duh, of course I'd the rather. The Padres won 23 more games than the Rockies. And, and and where did it get them? That's the I think that's Dick's over well, I think that's his overriding point. Yes, no one's going to sit here with a straight face and argue the difference between the Padres' competitiveness and the Rockies' competitiveness. Like I said, the Padres went in with at least a chance to be competitive. 
the Rockies didn't go in with any chance right. to be competitive. There yeah. is a difference there, and it's cavernous. There is a difference. But at least in that one moment, there was, it was a fair question to ask. And the Padres did not respond. Well, you know what? Teams that are willing to spend expect some type of return. Yes. And while the Padres didn't do exactly what they wanted to mm-hmm. in 2022, right? they did make it to the National League Championship Series. Mm-hmm. In 2022. In 2022. They, 2022. Ma- they made it to the National League Championship Series. And at least you could say we had a chance to go to the World Series because they won a pair of series. They won the wild card. Then they won the division series against who? The Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers in the division series and lost to the Phillies. Yeah. At, at least at least they got some sort of a return on their investment. Yes, no question about it. And they're one of the top drawing teams in all of Major League Baseball. So you've got that going for you as well. But from a competitive standpoint, the Padres were easily one of the more disappointing teams last year, considering their payroll and the collection of players they have. You think they're going to be 500 again next year? Oh, no, I think that the Padres are one of those fluid teams that can be very good, and but they but the, chemically they haven't been able to find it, and they're cycling through managers. Uh, so, I mean, it's... I, I think that we understand that you can't always just throw money at things and expect it to work. The Yankees and the Red Sox are a pretty good example of that. Yankees in particular, they haven't been over. They haven't been great competitively. The Red Sox are very inconsistent, but when they get to a point where they can be, it's the amount of money that they have to add pieces at the trade deadline to do things like that, to make them more competitive. And they will always be the haves in baseball. And the Rockies will generally be in the have nots because they don't draft and develop. And that's a big problem. You can spend as much money as you want to yes. on that. You, no, don't to, you don't have to spend money no, on that. No, you're players. right. I mean, the A's have done it. Yep. Now, now, they haven't done it, and they're not doing it right now, not recently. But, I mean, the A's have been a team that can draft and develop. The Rays Amazing. Are, are, are fantastic. I mean, no question about it. And then your example with the Twins is a, is a very good example. They've got a very good farm system. Uh, this is the Rockies. This is the way the Rockies run their baseball operations. This is what they believe is their formula for success. Promote from within. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll talk more about the Titans storming back and pulling off the huge upset against the Dolphins and how thrilling was last night's Avs-Flames game. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. 
Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. Reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, police evidence auction featuring comic books, collectibles, iPhones, Samsung phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Huge upset took place in Miami last night as the Will Levis-led Titans took down the AFC East leading Dolphins 28-27. A Tennessee stormed back from a 14-point deficit to beat Miami, who had a uh, hobble Tyree kill. Um, so three of the four division leaders in the AFC lost this week, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, and the Chiefs. Your thoughts on the Titans stunning the Dolphins last night? Uh, it, to me, this is uh, kind of the way that business is being operated in well, competitive business is being operated in the NFL this year. I think there's one great football team out there and that's the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe the Cowboys get to that level. The Eagles certainly are the defending NFC champs. I give credit where it's due. Show me a team that you fear in the AFC Baltimore. Do do you fear? Is it, is it Baltimore that under any circumstances you don't want to play? Really? Hmm. It's not the Chiefs. It's certainly not Miami. It's not Jacksonville. I'm not so sure that it's Baltimore. I, I'm not so sure that there is a team that fits that category in the AFC. Every time we feel we have a flavor of the month on a sugar cone, it happens to fall on the sidewalk. The Cowboys. Man, look at the Cowboys. And then they get curb stomped by the 49ers and the Eagles in Philadelphia. We think that we have the flavor of the month in Philadelphia. They get curb stomped in Dallas, and they've lost some other games, right? Right. The Chiefs, man, they got Patrick Mahomes. They've lost four of their last six games. The 49ers, man, how about the four? Oh, they lost three in a row. This is a season unlike any that I've seen in a long time. Bruce, you and I talked about I agree. it before the show. Just when you think you have the flavor of the month, the heat of the sun melts that ice cream off the top of the sugar cone, and it splatters all over the pavement. Nice. Splats. <laughs> all right, That's just, all I got. That's, that's all you need. That was a great analogy there. Thank you. I come up with a good one once a year, and we're at the end of the year. But he tries seven times a show. That's right. <laughs> All right, just in case you missed it, the Avs played in a wild hockey game last night, defeating the Flames 6-5. to The second period featured six combined goals, and the Avs trailed 5-3 to heading into the third period, where they got goals from Ross Colton, Mika Rantanen, and Nathan McKinnon, and won in dramatic fashion 6-5. to Was that one of the most exciting hockey games you have witnessed covering the Avalanche? Uh, I only paid attention to it electronically last night, didn't see it, I was shaking my head more times than anything else about how it went because defensively, I, 
what do we have with the abs? We, we have we have defensemen who can score. We have defensemen who can <laughs> score, but not defensemen who can defend. I'm concerned about lack of consistency. Even though I heard Bednar the other day talking about Georgie in a positive way that feels like, you know, he's 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 fine, just a little inconsistent. I just I don't know what to make of the abs right now. I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, they hadn't been playing particularly well in terms of wins and losses, and then they pulled one out of their backsides last night against a Calgary team that really hadn't been playing very good hockey coming in. I think they had lost three or four or something like that. They avoided losing their the, in the, the seven time in eight games. That's what they avoided, losing seven times in eight games against a hockey team, against an organization that isn't very good. <laughs> That is Never being, gets old. That, that is being led by Nazem Kadri, who has seven goals this had season. Had the first goal last night, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he had the first, first Cal, one. Calgary is not a very good hockey club. Not a good organization. No. Never should have been in that position in the first place. So where but are you were. with where are you with the Avs right now? Give me a pulse check. I'll give you a pulse check in March. Fair enough. That's not a bad answer. But right now, are they playing good hockey? No. No. Again, they, they, are, they are Will Ferrell- in old school. Let's go streaking! Because that's all they do. They go on a winning streak. They go on a losing streak. That's who they are right now. And hopefully they get it together. No, by the way, the Nuggets aren't looking that great either. No. Absolutely. And they are falling. Right now, they are the fourth seed. They are the fourth seed. And Nikola Jokic. They got one last night, though, right? In Atlanta. So Yeah. Tremendous defensive performance. And Michael Porter Jr., what, seven points? That's not about right. It was kind of the Jamal Murray show last night. And it almost looked like, oh, my God, Jamal Murray's going out with another injury, but he wasn't. Yeah. All right. That was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You want to redesign your entire kitchen. You can go into their showrooms in Littleton and Louisville, and they have kitchens literally set up to see what your kitchen can look like. Big holiday sale right now. Go check out Mountain High Appliance. Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center. Mm. in Denver. Coming up after the break, Javante Williams is very excited about possibly making the playoffs. And apparently he's talking about it so much. (laughs) Sean Payton's like, dude, cool your jets. Let's not talk about the playoffs. We'll tell you why he said that next.